I don't know about you guys, but I am one of those people where every year on Daylight Savings, having that extra hour of light in the evening just like completely transforms my mood. I feel like I am not me when it gets dark at 4 p.m. And obviously the flip side of that is that first morning after springing forward can be rough. So I want to tell you about something that can make it so much easier, so much more enjoyable. It's called Hatch. And Hatch can help you choose sleep, prioritize healthy habits, and then also make the time change transition seamless and enjoyable. So the Hatch Restore helps you build sleep habits that make your unwind and wake routines simple and enjoyable. So a phone-free bedtime, no matter what time of year it is, which again, is really a habit I'm trying to change this year, and this has very much helped it. And then with the Hatch Plus subscription, you can access the latest routine-building features like Cue to Unwind, which signals you that it's time for bed, and Pillow Talk, which is kind of like your favorite shows or socials without the screen to keep you up. For me, that's like such a wonderful feature because it helps me unwind, but not in a way that feels unnatural. It's kind of like the benefit I get from scrolling my phone without scrolling my phone. And then waking up in the morning is just so much more peaceful. Like I don't think it's good to wake up to that jarring alarm sound. So to have kind of an easy wake up, I've just really enjoyed my morning so much more. Right now, Hatch is offering our listeners $20 off your purchase of the Hatch Restore and free shipping at hatch.co slash CBC. Visit hatch.co slash CBC to get $20 off and free shipping. Hatch.co slash CBC. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And welcome back to another episode, hey Joel. Hi Em. A lot going on with this Ariana Grande situation. So I actually am so glad that you brought that up considering we have to talk about it. I just want you to know that going into this, I'm exercising my right to choose not to believe any of it. And that's fair because at first glance, it appears very unbelievable. Yet as things are starting to come out, I kind of think this is actually happening. And I'm not even just saying that based on some of the anonymous DMs that we got of people saying, I'm telling you guys, this is happening. No, I mean, like, and I believe that people think it's happening and I believe people are saying it's happening. I just feel really secure in my ability to say, like, I am choosing not to accept this. Okay, well, let's backtrack for a second because obviously last week, it's the episode of just major relationship updates. We have Sophia and Joe, we have Ariana and Dalton, we got a bunch of other shit to discuss. And then a few days after dropping that episode where we primarily discuss Ariana's upcoming divorce from her husband, Dalton Gomez, news breaks on Thursday that she is apparently dating her Wicked co-star, Ethan Slater. So this is from TMZ. Ariana Grande is dating one of her Wicked co-stars, TMZ has learned, following her split with hubby Dalton Gomez. Sources with direct knowledge tell us that she and Ethan Slater started dating several months ago during production of The Flick. TMZ broke the story. Ariana and Dalton have yet to file divorce docs, though our sources say those are coming, but their relationship has been over since January. We're told Ariana and Dalton remain friendly and he's been dating as well. Now this is where it gets interesting. As for Ethan, he's been married to singer Lily J since 2018 and they welcomed a son last year. Our sources say Ariana and Ethan did not start dating until after he separated from Lily. Okay, so that was on Thursday. On Friday, there's a report from page six saying that Ethan Slater's wife was apparently completely blindsided by this relationship with Ariana. It says, Ariana Grande is dating her Wicked co-star, Ethan Slater, and his wife, Lily J, was, quote, completely blindsided by their relationship, according to sources familiar with the situation. A source told page six, quote, it's horrible. They were high school sweethearts. They have a baby. She's a wreck. Slater and Jay have been married since 2018 and celebrated their 10-year anniversary together as a couple last November. He and Grande have been filming Wicked in London for the past year, and sources believe she's the reason Slater and Jay, quote, suddenly break up when nothing appeared wrong between them, the source says. The article then cites his post for his wife on Mother's Day in May when he wrote, happy first Mother's Day to the most loving, caring, and wonderful mom slash person in the world. 
And then production sources told Page Six that apparently Lily J. Ethan's wife and the baby visited the Wicked set in London. Ariana hung out with them as a couple. So it's just so nuts. And then this news breaks. The internet is just running with it. He then makes his Instagram account private, which is a move we've seen many times before, specifically in a situation like this where shit hits the fan. And I feel it's the one thing people seem to try to do to attempt to find some calmness amidst the chaos. And then as a total side note, but I just got to mention this, Ethan played SpongeBob in the SpongeBob musical. But there was some confusion with this because when it initially broke it was like Ariana Grande dating SpongeBob, allegedly cheating on his wife. The wife of the real SpongeBob, meaning the guy that voiced actual SpongeBob, her name is Jill Talley, posts, hi everyone, I'm married to Tom Kenny who voices SpongeBob on the TV show. He's not dating Ariana Grande. I don't know if Ethan Slater, who played SpongeBob in the musical, is or isn't dating Ariana Grande. However, they're both adorable and I totally ship it. Just wanted to set the record straight. P.S. As for me and Tom Kenny, we're celebrating our 27th wedding anniversary today. (laughs) I just like, I can't believe that in the story of Ariana's potential affair with her wicked co-star, we are now citing a comment from the real life SpongeBob's wife to deny that Ariana Grande is having an affair with her husband. It it just feels like necessary to mention. Do you know how I feel about that? It's like, you're laughing. Like we are sitting here recording a podcast where we have to differentiate between which SpongeBob Ariana Grande is dating and you're laughing. If I don't laugh, I'll cry. It's like, what the fuck is going on? If I had to tell you what I honestly, honestly really think happened is I don't think that they're dating. I think that they slept together and I think that he cheated on his wife. And I think that they can't deny it because something did happen. And it's not like denying it would necessarily make the situation better. I just don't believe that they're full-fledged dating. Something must have happened. Like this didn't come out of nowhere. Somebody didn't make this up and start a rumor that no one's denying. Like something clearly happened. I just, I don't know. I, I don't think that they're dating. Okay, but if we just wanted to go down that line of thinking for a second and kind of assume the least desirable route, meaning that he really wasn't separated with his wife when all of this happened and it really was old-fashioned cheating, they had some sort of an affair and potentially they are dating now. If it was just an affair where they slept together once, twice, I don't see it coming out in this way. I think something more had to have been or is going on for it to take life in such a way. There's too many times that people have these one-off cheating, sleep together once, twice, you never hear about it. There's more going on if, if we're hearing about it. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not prepared to say like 100% because if they slept together and it got out and other people on set found out about it and his wife found out about it, like I think it's the same likelihood of us hearing about it as if they were having a full-fledged relationship. I guess it's just a matter of what leaks and what doesn't. Well, I think something just to throw out as we consider all possibilities here, and let me be very clear, this is not a line of thinking that I personally subscribe to. I'm just trying to assess all possibilities. If I'm him slash him and Ariana, and this really has gone down in the way that it's being reported, I certainly could see it getting more serious or appearing more serious quicker than maybe it even is as a way to like do damage control, meaning in their eyes, potentially it seems less of an issue if he didn't just blow up his whole family for a one night stand, but him and Ariana are actually in this serious relationship. And then only if we're going to use history as an indicator, it could potentially take on that same pattern of 
you know, quick, hot and heavy, super serious, very fast. I'm not saying that that's going to happen. I don't think it is the craziest thing given the way things have gone on in the past and given the way that this is being reported. Yeah, I agree. It's like the mindset of like, we might as well make this worth it. I also think though, that if everything is as it's being reported, right? Like is everything that is coming out hundred percent true that they were still married, that this affair happened, that they're fully dating now. I think that the first person we're going to hear from in all of this is 100,000% his wife. Again, if everything is as it says it is, the wronged party here. Yeah, I mean, that's the first place my mind went when I heard this because obviously you initially hear this and at first glance, you're like, there's no way. But then as more reports start to come out, sources start to give statements, we're hearing things that make it feel like this is really happening. You immediately just think of the wife because again, assuming this is true, which we can't 100% confirm, that is devastating for her. Any sort of infidelity is, of course, but they're high school sweethearts. It seemed like they had this beautiful love story that if I'm her, I feel totally safe. I mean, the last thing I'm thinking when my husband goes to London to film Wicked with Ariana Grande is that he's going to end up sleeping with Ariana Grande. Like, talk about something that was not on her bingo card. I mean, completely. I also think the timing of it is really interesting. This story only comes out once filming has wrapped up. I mean, everything's gone on strike right now. So it's not like, I know that they said they have about a week left of of production and the movie is expected to come out on time, but this story doesn't come out until the filming is done for now. Like Ariana goes back to LA now. I'm not 100% sure where he lives. I'm not 100% sure where his family is based out of, but this, when you're filming a movie like that, especially when it's in London and it's away from your home, you're existing in some sort of a bubble. The bubble is completely burst, not only now because the public now knows about it, but also because you're no longer physically in that bubble anymore. So what happens when you go out into the real world? It's actually a really interesting thing that you're looking at in terms of Ariana, where her last relationship existed in this COVID bubble couldn't make it out of it because there are so many factors of her being the world's biggest pop star. And part of that fact was that she was in London filming Wicked, which was a very long filming period. She potentially starts this other relationship under terrible circumstances with a married man, potentially, allegedly, while in this bubble in London. And then it's like, okay, what happens now? It it keeps getting to this, okay, what happens now point. Well, going off of that, just one second of timeline context that I do think is necessary here, Wicked started filming around December and it wrapped, you know, recently in the last few weeks, obviously we saw Ariana at Wimbledon. So let's say that was filming for six, seven months. From what we have heard about her relationship with Dalton, apparently they have been separated since January, which again, there's no way to hundred percent verify the accuracy of that. But just for purpose of this conversation, that would mean in December, she starts filming Wicked. Presumably things with her and Dalton are not good. They really go their separate ways in January And sometime between January and now, her and co-star Ethan Slater begin this fling. Keeping in mind, as we know for a fact, Mother's Day was in May. He was making that post for his wife in May. So at least publicly, him and his wife were very much together in May. Meaning just all hypotheticals. None of us actually know what's going on here. It is possible that this quote affair could have been going on really only in the last like three months, which if that's the case, this is a whole lot of stuff coming out for something relatively new. 
Remember we had a whole conversation where we were like, celebrities have to be more messy. Like old OG celebrity, pop culture, early 2000s vibes. Like, I'm so sorry. I take it back. Like, just stay home and don't do anything. This is not what I asked for. No, no, no. This is not it. This like feels icky. And I agree with you. My natural inclination and initially... I certainly wasn't believing it. It was only once more and more things started to come out and we started hearing things of like, no, this is happening. I mean, who's to say where it goes from here? No one's saying that they're ending up together, but I kind of, if you were to ask me, I think that this is true. Let me also make this point. 0% part of me thinks that this is even remotely an excuse. However, going back to the point about the bubble, I do think specifically filming something like Wicked Abroad, it definitely created this feeling of like, nothing else matters outside of this little world we're living in, which of course, as we know, isn't the case. But I could certainly kind of see that getting into the mix in terms of just blurring the lines of what felt acceptable. Again, not an excuse. I'm just thinking how something like this could have transpired. Yeah. I mean, listen, we know how things like this transpire. I just, I think we would would be lying a little bit if we didn't say like, it's an unlikely duo. Remember how last week you said to me, So who do you think Ariana dates next? And I was like, you know, it's so hard to say because I feel like this current version of Ariana, we don't really know. Like I feel kind of unfamiliar with her as compared to the last time I felt that she was really interacting with the public in that kind of a way. And to me, there's no greater testament of that than this. Excellent point. Yeah. I mean, but it's funny though, because you said like, you know, based on things. Is this the most surprising thing you've ever heard in your life? No, but also that point stands. And the fact that we don't really know her, especially this current version of her also stands. Yeah, no, something's, something's all right here. I mean, listen, is there a world in which this is all hundred percent bullshit? It got very fabricated and neither of them are speaking out because they think that it's just going to die out. Potentially. Yes. That's not my belief, but it is certainly possible. But I just feel as though something must be going on with her where she's not in the best place with herself if this is a decision that she is making, you know? I completely agree. This is one that we're going to unfortunately have to keep a close eye on. Okay, so if you've been listening to the podcast for a while now, there are two things you probably know about me. The first is that I am a diehard OG Skims fan. Like there have literally been times where we've had to pause a recording because a certain product dropped that I needed to buy. And second of all, you know, historically, I kind of just never wear a bra. So what we're talking about here is kind of merging those two things. Because listen, I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm never gonna be a daily bra wearer. It's just not in the cars for me, never has been, never will be. However, there's recently been more events that I've kind of had a lot of weddings and just there's sometimes you got to wear a bra. And when I tell you Skims is changing the game for me because that same comfort that I talk about with the underwear or the loungewear, they did that with the bras. And recently in the past month, I've worn the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra and the No Show Balconette bra. I had to wear that one to a wedding under a dress. And like, it was the first time in my life where number one, I wasn't miserable. And second of all, I didn't come home and just like immediately want to take it off, which I'm telling you, it was a foreign concept for me. They're just so comfortable. It's like, I really felt like I was wearing nothing. I'm, I'm such a fan of everything that they make. So I guess it makes total sense that I love the bras, but like, I'm telling you, you will have the same experience. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A through 46H. Plus get free shipping on orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. Definitely do that. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu that follows. 
I feel like makeup in general and specifically a daily makeup routine is so personal and that we've all kind of gotten down to a science, what works for us, what we need before we leave the house, like where do we feel our most comfortable? And for me on a daily basis, I wear really, really minimal makeup. I actually think I feel the most comfortable with the least amount of makeup, but my two Holy Grail products always have been, I think always will be are mascara and lip gloss, maybe a little highlight on the inner corner if I'm feeling crazy, but Honestly, whether you are fresh face, full glam, wherever you fall, you have probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. It's the one in that turquoise tube that you see all over social media. So Thrive Cosmetics beauty products are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, high-performance and trademark formulas, and uncompromising standards. They have a lot of great products, but the one I want to focus on is the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. First of all, it lasts all day without clumping, smudging, or flaking, which I'm telling you right now, I have a zero tolerance policy for flaking with my mascara. Like I'm just not trying to put you on my lashes if you're going to flake. And they have a flake-free tubing formula that dramatically lengthens and defines your lashes from root to tip. So it kind of looks like lash extensions without the damaging glue or salon prices. Also super easy removal, slides right off with warm water and a washcloth, no soap required. And it has nourishing ingredients that support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It's just like very much worth the hype. I had seen it a lot. And once I tried it, I was like, oh, okay, this is why I see it everywhere. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash CBC. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash CBC for 20% off your first order. Okay, the next thing we want to discuss broke just a few hours before we started recording this. 6 a.m. Pacific time today, Monday. We get a TMZ headline. Irina Shake spends night with Tom Brady. He caresses her face in car. And there's a video of them in the car. We will obviously put the link in the description where he's kind of like playing with her face. So paparazzi caught them in LA over the course of two days. So it starts on Friday. Apparently he picked her up at Hotel Bel Air in the afternoon. He drove her to his house. Sources then tell TMZ that they walked into his place. She didn't leave his place until the following morning at about 9.30. They were then stopped at a light. You can see him kind of stroking her cheek in the car. She's leaned over in her seat. She's smiling. Then after this little display, TMZ is told that they went back to his house again. TMZ is also reporting that rumors of a potential hookup between them first began swirling last month when they attended the same wedding. Just timeline for a second. Obviously, as we know, Tom and Giselle officially split October of 2022. Irina and her ex, Bradley Cooper, split in June 2019. As we know, they share a six-year-old daughter together. Then just a few hours ago, a few hours after this initial report, we have an update from TMZ saying, sources with direct knowledge tell TMZ, Tom Brady and Irina Shayk are indeed dating. We're told they met in June at the wedding of billionaire art heir, Joe Namad and model Madison Hedrick in Sardinia. The sources say Giselle is, quote, not happy at all about the news Tom is dating Irina. The news came out just a couple of days after Giselle's birthday. Keep in mind, just kind of as a side note, after Tom and Giselle had initially split, there was the rumors that Giselle was dating her jujitsu instructor. Remember, there were photos of them together in Costa Rica. And then, which, you know, talk about really bringing things together full circle, given the Kim and Brady dating rumors, Irina was previously linked to Kanye following his split from Kim. They apparently dated for a few weeks in May, 2021. They were seen spending time together in Paris. It was never officially, officially confirmed, but that was certainly a rumor for at least a month there, which of course, that is exactly how Hollywood operates. I got to tell you, I'm, I'm loving this one. 
See, this makes sense. This is why every time when the Kim and Brady thing were coming out, we're like, I don't know. We just don't really see it. I guess it could be true. Everyone's saying it, but we just don't really see it. This is one that I see. Yes, this makes sense. This I like. I am all on board with this. You're right. The Kim one, I think we were... I don't think we were forcing ourselves to like it, but I think we were trying to get used to the idea of it. And I think a lot of it has to do with both of their individual level of celebrity. And it was like, okay, AAAA list, AAAA list, like putting those two things together a lot of the time just makes sense. And so we were trying to figure out a way where in our minds, it could potentially make sense just based on the likelihood of their paths crossing and almost more their celebrity being compatible rather than them as individual people being compatible. But like this one I saw, and granted, I don't know either of them well enough to say personality wise, what makes sense here, but I don't know this to me. I think I know Kim's personality too well for it to make sense. That was the issue. I need to know yes. your personality <laughs> a little less to be able to see you with Tom Brady. Exactly. And it's like, from what I know of Irina, this tracks perfectly. And by the way, I know that that may seem like an insult given our previous statements about Brady. It's really not an insult. It's just that we could never see Brady for Kim. Like we could never see Brady sitting down drinking a martini with Kris Jenner in her kitchen. I certainly could see him doing something very fun with Irina. It was just when you're so in someone's world and the way that we feel we are in Kim's world, it's very hard to insert in another person that just doesn't fit the initial vibe check. But you're right. I have just the right amount of vibes on Irina to feel like, this totally tracks. Totally. And there's nothing we love more than a paparazzi shot being picked up from one place and then seen leaving the next morning. Like that is exactly what the fuck I'm talking about here. Yeah, because you know what? It, those are the types of things where it's like, okay, obviously us as general pop culture enthusiasts, we have certainly been guilty a time or two of taking something and running with it. It's just more fun. You create a story in your head. It feels exciting. It's a little bit of escapism from your own life. Assuming it's not hurting anyone, sure, go with it. But then when you get paparazzi photos that start to track this story that you created in your mind, it's like, okay, you guys are just real people. You just so happen to be photographed. Exactly. Exactly. No, I I like this one. I'm really into this. I don't have a ton to say about it. Again, having not fully immerse myself in the in the life of either Tom or Irina, but I, I am into it. I am interested though in the report that Giselle's not happy about it because I don't fully, I don't know. Do you fully believe that? I guess like any, what ex-wife is happy. I guess when I saw that, my initial thought was that if there is any validity to that, potentially it's just because, you know, maybe her and Irina are at least friendly given the fact that they are both supermodels. I don't think any of it would be just the fact that he's dating. I mean, I, she was the one that really ended it officially. And she was the one that was rumored to be dating someone first pretty quickly after. So I, to me, there's no part of Giselle that would be upset that he's possibly dating someone. My only reason for finding validity in that could be, again, if her and Irina had some sort of standing relationship, given the fact that they, you know, do run in the same circle with their jobs and everything. Just as a total side note, you know, to take this and run with it. Like if this gets serious, what I think is the best thing to envision is Irina, Tom, Giselle, and Bradley Cooper, you know, all hanging out at like one of the kids' school plays. I was just going to say, I think the winner in all of this is actually Bradley Cooper. Like if I'm Bradley Cooper, I'm, I'm, I don't know another word to use other than pumped. Like, I feel like Bradley Cooper is so excited about this one because we know that him and Irina have a very, very good friendship. Like after their split, they remain friends. And from everything that we've heard, 
they now not only have remained really amicable and co-parent together, but like they actually have a very close, close friendship. And I feel like if you're a guy and your ex-wife is going to move on with somebody and you guys are remaining a friendship, so you're in each other's lives, like, oh my God, like you would literally die for it to be Tom Brady. Like that is best case scenario. No, the, the best side plot of all of this is the Irina dating Tom Brady to Bradley Cooper at Michael Rubin's White Party Pipeline. Yes, 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 yes. You know what I mean? Like all of a sudden Bradley's a fan of fanatics. But you know what you're going to start to see if this is true? Bradley and Tom Brady hanging out alone. That's what I'm saying. I don't think that's that crazy. I think it would be crazy if they didn't do that. I think the best way that I could try to put into words my reaction to this is like, if there had never been any Kim and Brady rumors, of course, this would be a story that we would talk about. We would discuss. It's certainly breaking news. But coming off of the intensity of the Kim rumors, it just feels like a really good place to put the mental energy that we honestly didn't really want to put into Kim and Brady into something that does make sense. It's like validating, comforting, calming. I'm I'm even more enthused about this coming off of the Kim and Brady news than I would be lying if I said that that didn't play a role in my reaction. I feel the exact same way. And actually something that I was thinking about was when Kim was in Miami for the uh, Inter Miami game with Messi, which I think we'll get into because I just loved that content so much. But I was thinking about her being with that whole crew with David Beckham, with David Grutman, with with everybody there in Miami. And I forgot that Kim has that Miami life. Like she has, you know, obviously her Calabasas circle. But when she comes to Miami, that's a built-in friend group that she's got right there. She always has the best time when she's there. It's always such a thing for Kim to be in Miami. I forgot for a second that Tom Brady also runs very closely in that circle too. Him and Dave Grutman are very, very good friends. He loves that Miami lifestyle, obviously, since moving down to Florida. And so there was also a piece of me that believed the Kim and Tom Brady stuff because like, they're kind of in the same friend group right now. No, a thousand percent. It's like Michael Rubin's white party is not the only time that they're rubbing shoulders. Right. Like I bet there have been a lot, a lot, a lot of times in the past, let's say year that they have crossed paths, that they have not just crossed paths, actually fully hung out together, been at all of the same events, gone out together. Like I think that when, when Kim is in Miami and Tom Brady is there, like they have a really good fucking time together. Not necessarily that anything happens, but like, that's her crew. And so there was a part of me that as we were talking about this last week and we were kind of saying like, you know, when you're in a friend group and everybody thinks it's going to happen. So it kind of does happen because everybody thought it was going to like, if Kim and Tom did happen, which we're saying it isn't, it isn't the case because of Irina and I'm loving that. But if it did hypothetically happen, the friend group thing would like be real. It wouldn't just be the friend group of like the Hollywood tabloids feeding into it. It would be like the friend group of them being in a friend group. Yeah, which is a really funny angle to think about and also provides a little additional context to that report from a while ago when she was apparently touring real estate in the Bahamas on his golf cart, which ended up not even being his golf cart, but it's a place where he also owns property. Like, And we said at the time, it makes sense that hypothetically, if she was going to tour, that it wouldn't be so crazy that she would call him and, and I'm sure they operate. But all those little things to me just become a little bit more interesting when you start to think about other ways in which they may be connected. Absolutely. Okay. So just an update on the Sofia Vergara, Joe Manganiello split. Again, none of this is overly confirmed, but it is certainly worth talking about. So the split was initially announced on July 17th and there was a page six report from the 20th. Joe Manganiello, 46, intense desire to have kids led to Sofia Vergara divorce. A source close to Joe tells us he's always wanted to be a dad and that those feelings have only intensified in recent years. Sophia, 51, is mom to 31-year-old son Manolo, whom she shares with her ex-husband, Joe Gonzalez. 
Just some context to note here that could play a role, could not. As we were talking about last week, prior to Joe, Sophia was engaged to Nick Loeb. And they had gotten into a pretty nasty and lengthy custody battle over two frozen embryos from her IVF treatments in 2013 because he wanted to bring them to term. And in March 2021, a judge ultimately ruled in Sophia's favor. But sources are saying now, given the reports of Joe wanting to have kids and her not, that that experience potentially could have affected her view of having more kids. It's kind of not something that I feel comfortable speculating on, but it is something that a source was mentioning to page six in the report. So then a few days later, after this initial report about the kids, page six reports, quote, Sophia Vergara stifled in marriage to unsupportive Joe Manganello. A source gave page six a telling glimpse into the marriage saying, quote, Sophia is living her best life. She's spending time with her friends after being stifled in a relationship with a largely unsupportive partner. Sophia was always there to take care of Joe, while his career was never what it was when they met. I think he's been threatened by her success. This is interesting because even if there's only a very small amount of validity to this, it does go in direct contrast to what we were saying last week of, this seems very amicable, doesn't feel like a lot of negative stuff will come out, even though if you have been following, as I said, you kind of knew this was coming because of the way that she had been posting. And to me, it was just very clear that something was in the works. I just wasn't necessarily expecting these headlines. So I will say that I was expecting the headline that he wanted kids. That From the second that they announced the divorce, I had a feeling that that was the case. Oh, that was so not something that I was thinking. And I know, obviously, even if you were thinking last week, you wouldn't have said it. It's like the kind of thing you can't really say unless there's a report. In the, but I just, I don't know, for some reason, my mind didn't even go there. I think that it's really interesting because a lot of people have been discussing this fact. I've seen a lot of of Twitter conversation about you know, him marrying her, knowing she didn't want kids and then, you know, changing his mind and it leading to the divorce and it maybe not shedding the most positive light on him in terms of the way that I've seen discussions portrayed, not the whole, you know, general idea of that. The The reason that I had had that thought is because I think that there are a lot of men who don't feel that pressure of a biological clock. And so they go into something saying like, oh, you know, kids have never been a priority for me. It's not something I thought about. Not all men, obviously, of course not, but some, you know, it's not something I've really thought about. I think I would be fine if I didn't have it. You don't want them. I, I'm okay. Not. And then they hit a certain point in their life where you can call it a midlife crisis. You can call it whatever it is, where they kind of switch that, where they kind of have this realization of like, oh, I need a little bit more. And I just could so see based on both of their age, based on him kind of hitting that point in his life, that being a possibility. Obviously, I didn't know for sure, but I really, once I saw that report, was like, I, I have a feeling that that's, def- that that's what it is. I'm not saying that there weren't other issues there. And I'm not saying that his desire for kids or maybe him, maybe like almost changing the terms of their relationship didn't lead to her feeling unsupported. She totally could be like, I believe all of these reports have validity to them, but I'm not surprised at all by by the kid thing. Yeah, no, it's certainly possible. Also, you know, as they're saying here, his career was not necessarily what it was when they initially got together. And which then kind of just breeds the question, you know, as he's less busy, his schedule is less demanding. Maybe parenthood is something that he feels more enticed by. I I don't know. It's like, I'm not trying to overly speculate. I feel a little bit uncomfortable doing so, but I I hear you. I I think that that's deeply possible. I also think that And again, we don't know 100% that that's what happened here in terms of the career thing. But I do think that that's kind of an age-old Hollywood story as well, which is like high-powered man marries high-powered woman. High-powered man gets a little less high-powered, feels a little bit insecure, and all of a sudden can't handle being in a relationship with a high-powered woman. So not anything based on them, but based on 
almost a tale as old as time, I could also see that that being the case. Yeah. And to me, Sophia Vergara just does not strike me as the type of woman that is even remotely down for needing to dim her shine in order to make a man feel more adequate. And I, again, I am not saying that he wanted her to do that at all. I have not one negative word to say about Joe Manganiello. I'm just saying, if you ask me how I feel about her, I cannot imagine that she would be receptive to that energy if it just so happened to occur. That's, yeah, that's how I feel. Who the fuck are they both going to date next? You know what would rock my world? Like not in a positive way. I am so on board for Tom and Irene. I think it makes so much sense. It's calming all of my Kim fears. Like I'm, I'm right there with it. But if there happened to be a report of like Sofia Vergara, Tom Brady, that would be one even more than Kim where I'd be like, he cannot handle that for half a second. There is no way. Can I tell you one that I could see being a little report and I'm not saying they would be dating, but I could see them having a little fling. And I'm not, I'm not just saying this because I constantly bring his name up. I am saying Don't this say because Drake. I genuinely could see this being the case. Yep. Are you, are you going to say Drake? I'm 100%. I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing. Okay. I am not saying this is happening, but I am not saying that it's not. Couldn't you 1000% specifically given the way that we know Drake uses social media, if if we somehow got access to Instagram and said, days following the reports of a Sofia Vergara, Joe Manganiello split, please show me Drake sent messages. I certainly think there could be a slide into Sofia Vergara's DMs. I just think that it is so deeply possible. I know we're doing the thing here where we're, you know, making up an idea out of absolutely nothing and there's no substance behind it. And Brian, I know you hate when we do this. I'm sorry, but like, couldn't you so see that? More than I can even put into words for you. <laughs> I was being dead serious when I said it. If I'm Drake, I'm getting hyped for my show at Barclays. I'm sitting backstage and this TMZ report comes out about Joe and Sophia. And then I go to Sophia's Instagram and I see her gallivanting all around Italy, looking maybe the best she's ever looked. And I am Drake, meaning I have the champagne poppy handle and I know the potential power that possesses. I'm sliding in. What's, what's the downside? There's zero downside. I just know that when that report came out, Drake's ears perked up a little bit. I'm not saying definitively anything happened beyond that. I know the DM's kind of a fantasy world that I could totally see, but I'm saying for sure with 100% certainty that report came out and, and Drake took note of that. I just think if we're talking a year from now and Drake's dropping a, a new album, new song, certainly could see a Sofia Vergara mention. Certainly. But for, by the way, a year from now, he's got an album coming out soon. I could see it coming on this next track. We could ask him on Wednesday, Em. What? Hold up a sign. Yes or no? Did you or did you not slide into Sofia Vergara's DMs upon the news of her and Joe Manganiello splitting? Could you imagine? He, that, talk about something that would go viral on TikTok. But he would be so confused. He'd be like, why are you asking me that? But or, or if he somehow didn't know, like somehow the news hadn't gotten to him yet, I could totally see him on stage being like, no, but you a real one for telling me. <laughs> <laughs> like we, we break the news to Drake that Sofia Vergara is single. No, I, I have even a better one. Drake finds out about Sofia Vergara being single because someone sends him our posts of Julie Bowen commenting on her Instagram saying single and hotter than ever. Stop. Not as being Drake's personal TMZ. Is that a job I can have? I don't know, but figure it out somehow. <laughs> Talk about dream job. That is my dream job. Let's talk about something near and dear to our hearts, our furry companions. Life is full of unexpected twists, just like the ones we love to uncover about our favorite celebs. 
But sometimes those twists involve our four-legged friends. Imagine navigating the unpredictable world of pet parenthood where every day is a new adventure. Our partner, Spot Pet Insurance, wants to share a message to help make sure you're prepared for any unexpected curveballs, whether it's a sudden illness or an unplanned trip to the vet. Spot Pet Insurance can be your secret weapon against the unexpected. With Spot, you can get up to 90% cash back on eligible vet bills, helping you with those surprising expenses that seem to pop up when you least expect them. But wait, there's more. Spot Pet Insurance plans go beyond just offering coverage for accidents and illnesses. You can enhance your plan with their preventive care benefit, ensuring that routine wellness, vaccines, and more can be covered too. Head over to spotpet.com today to get a quote instantly. Trust us, it's the easiest thing you'll do to help secure the well-being of your dog or cat. Visit www.spotpet.com today. Paid ad from Spot Pet Insurance. Waiting periods, annual deductible, coinsurance, benefit limits, and exclusions may apply. For all terms, visit spotpetins.com slash sample hyphen policy. Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. Have you ever noticed how celebrities have brighter, whiter looking eyes? Their makeup artists have a little secret in their kit. Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute. It literally happens right before your eyes to help them look brighter, whiter, and more awake for up to eight hours. No wonder it's so loved by influencers, celebrities, and makeup artists, and has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. Lumify is also the number one eye doctor recommended redness reliever eye drop, and it's FDA approved. No bleach, no dyes, plus it's made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb. So whether you're on set, on a date, or running on just a few hours of sleep, you can have eyes that look brighter and whiter with Lumify eye drops. When you try it, you'll see that it's what your eyes have been looking for. Check out lumifyeyes.com to learn more. Before getting into the Kardashian recap, just a few things that we want to mention, not necessarily breaking news, but just feels like a good place as any to discuss it. So we have not yet seen Barbie or Oppenheimer, but this opening weekend for the two of them helped to fuel the biggest collective weekend at the box office since the pandemic. Barbie marks the biggest debut ever for a film directed by a woman, obviously Greta Gerwig, and the box office powered to its fourth biggest weekend in history with over $300 million industry-wide, which... I say this with Nicole Kidsman's Wind Beneath My Wings, like it just feels really right. I was eating every bit of this up. Every single person that went to the double feature and posted, every single person who tweeted reactions, I just, the amount of fun that was had did something to me that I I didn't even know I needed. Like when somebody said that they were in the theater and the shot of Margot Robbie's foot that we obviously saw in the trailer and went crazy over for then appeared in the actual movie and the entire audience broke out in applause. Like to me, that is, that is what going to the movies is for. That is what internet camaraderie is for. Like I cannot give enough credit to everybody that took this movie double feature, turned it into the greatest bit of all time, and then took it from beyond a bit to like having so much fun and creating such like an incredible pop culture experience. Like I cannot thank you enough. Like what a fucking win for all of us. Yes, that is exactly how I feel because you know what? This is the exact type of pop culture related camaraderie that we always speak of. And what's so fun about this is that there was so much lead up to it for weeks and weeks. And then for it to happen and for opening weekend to actually be as much of a success as the internet's hype would have made you think it was, feels so exciting, even though we didn't even go. Like I haven't even seen either of the movies yet. And I know myself, I am not someone that's going to go see Barbie wearing hot pink. But if you are, I fucking respect that. It's like a commitment to the bit in a way that 
makes the content so much better for all of us. It's just for the greater good, that type of enthusiasm is what we need. I just think what this showed is that people are dying to have fun. You know what I mean? Like everything sometimes just feels so dark and they call it like doom scrolling when you're on Twitter sometimes. And even on Instagram, like there's just so much shit in the news that is just, it really affects you in a personal way that I don't think you always realize. And then you have a weekend like this and you're reminded that like our natural inclination is just to want to enjoy ourselves. Yes. And to give yourself permission to enjoy yourself. That is the most important. It's like people fear joy sometimes and you got to just lean into joy. It's a really fun space to be in if you can allow yourself to be there. As a total side note, again, this is not breaking news, but we got to spend like 30 seconds on those paparazzi pictures of Jeremy Allen White hiking. I think one of the funniest tweets that I saw was somebody saying like, if you are a hot guy in Hollywood, the ultimate PR is to just wear five inch inseam shorts and go for a run. You know, there's a lot of discussion online over people thinking or not thinking that he set these up. I would say from what I've seen, at least 65 to 70% of the internet believes that, you know, this was staged. Obviously he's coming off of his recent breakup. There's so much hype around the bear and this was very much a PR move. Totally could be. I think if it were most people, we would say that it was. I am personally choosing just as a method of preserving the attraction I felt to those photos to believe that it was not set up and a paparazzi just so happened to catch him hiking because that makes it so much hotter to me. I don't need to believe anything. Like if somebody gives me a gift that I really like, if I know I'm getting it versus I'm surprised I'm getting it and I still get the gift, like I'm equally as happy. I don't need the element of surprise there. And so for me, thank you for this gift. But doesn't it take away a little if you know that he put on those shorts, probably did a couple of push-ups before knowing the paparazzi were going to be there. Like, I know that that is Hollywood, but I, okay, here's my thing. I don't know if it's because of like the lip and shameless of it all. And I have not watched the bear, but I really like thinking of Jeremy Allen White as this very like rugged, not so into Hollywood kind of figure who thinks all of it is bullshit. Like it makes him so much hotter to me, even though I already think he's very hot as is that like, I don't want to imagine him and his publicist calling. It, it doesn't it, with certain guys, it wouldn't take away with him. It does. Okay. Here's what it is. I just don't need to look that deep into it. You know what I mean? Like I don't even need to consider was the paparazzi called? Did he do this himself? Did they happen to catch him? Like, I don't need the logistics of the behind the scenes. All I need is the fact that we got it. Right. Exactly why I'm choosing to go into this blindly. Also, in other non-breaking news with paparazzi photos that just simply need to be discussed, Timothy Chalamet and Adam Sandler playing pickup basketball on a public court in Soho on Thursday. That made me feel like we were in the Truman Show for a second, because how is that real? It's just like, how many times have you and I walked past that exact court, specifically while smoking a joint? that I could not get over the fact that it is not the craziest thing by any means that you and I could have been like very, very high and walking and said to each other, is that Timothy Chalamet and Adam Sandler? And like you hysterically laughed and I'm like, no, I'm I'm telling you, I'm serious. And you're like, you can't fucking see anything. Let me see. And you walk across the street and you're like, Em, that's fucking Timothy Chalamet and Adam Sandler. Like, I know it didn't happen, but it could have. Like it was that feasible. We were that close to it. Let me tell you exactly, exactly how that scenario would have gone down. It would not have been a scenario where I looked and was like, oh my God, it's them. What would have happened is specifically because both Timothy Chalamet and Adam Sandler both constantly look like 
people that look like them. You know what I mean? Like when you're walking down the street, you're like, Oh, the guy looks like Timmy. Oh, that guy looks like Adam Sandler. Like they both are very specific in that brand of having people that look a lot like them splattered throughout this city. If we were walking by, we would have been so high and we would have been staring at that basketball court going, how fucking crazy. That guy looks exactly like the Jaume and that guy looks exactly <laughs> like Adam Sandler. I wonder if they know that. And we would have been staying there for 10 minutes talking so high about how crazy it is that they both look like Timothy Chalamet and Adam Sandler till eventually somebody would have turned around and looked at us and gone, guys, that, that really is them. And we would have lost our fucking <laughs> shit. We would have lost our shit. I could so perfectly envision it. Someone coming from behind, like, holy shit, Timothy Chalamet and Adam Sandler. We turned to each other and we're like, wait, you guys are seeing this too? I just had the funniest thought. I don't even know if I can say it out loud to you. What? Remember when you were in college and like guys would be like playing football on the front lawn and they would like flirtily like throw it to you or you'd be like, throw it to me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I would be saying that, but Timmy, like, come on, let me do a shot. No, stop. Not you on the lawn of Fisai. I'm not going to lie. Like I am saying this not as the athletic one in the bunch. I have certainly kicked a soccer ball across a frat lawn a time or two. Of course you have. That's the (laughs) sluttiest thing you can do. (laughs) Seeing those photos is prime example of just feeling so much happiness and gratitude to have a podcast because there's nothing profound to say about it. It's not groundbreaking information. It's just like, that's something that you want to be able to process with other people that give a shit. And I just have to imagine if you're choosing to listen to this podcast, you also give a shit about Timothy Chalamet and Adam Sandler playing basketball on a public court in the city. Like that, that feels important to you. And it feels really safe to me to be able to discuss this among other people that also find it important. We need the POV of the other people in the game. Who were the other four? How did you end up there? Did you know you were ending up there? Did you wake up in the morning thinking, I'm just going to play basketball today and see whoever joins. And then it ended up being Timothy Chalamet and Adam Sandler. Like I need, you know what? Sit down with Anderson Cooper right the fuck now. Yeah, right the fuck now, right the fuck now. We all get bogged down with the mundane tasks of life, especially this time of year. But isn't it time you take a break from your normal, boring routine? Don't just sit on the sidelines and watch life go by. Get in the game with the bold tropical lime flavor of Mountain Dew Baja Blast. You can be having a blast anywhere. Having a blast at work, having a blast in traffic, having a blast while you file your taxes. No, really, we mean it when we say anywhere. With Baja Blast now in stores everywhere, you can be having a blast whenever and wherever you are all year long. So what are you waiting for? Pick up an ice cold Baja Blast today at a store near you. And for a limited time with every purchase of Baja Blast in stores and at participating Taco Bell locations, you can collect coins for a chance to get Baja gear or a Taco Bell deal. This swag is available for a limited time only, so don't wait. Grab a Baja Blast and start having a blast right away. No purchase necessary, open to U.S. residents 18 or older, subject to official rules at BajaBlast.com. Ends June 15, 2024, void where prohibited. When on the hunt for a new apartment, we obviously all have things that are kind of non-negotiables for us. I would say for me, top of that list is probably natural light. Just because I know myself, I know I'm more productive throughout the day. I'm honestly just happier throughout the day when I'm getting a lot of natural light. And it's important to know what you want and then really to be able to get that. You know, this is your space that you're living in. So apartments.com has helped millions of renters find their perfect place with powerful search tools to help find a rental listing that checks all your specific unique boxes. So first of all, they have 3D virtual tours. So when you can't be there in person, you can take a tour of your possible future home, which is huge because it's one thing for someone to send you photos or to tell you about it, but really to be able to do kind of a virtual walkthrough to me is huge. 
Also, Apartments.com has the most pet-friendly rental listings on the internet, and they have amenity filters, so you can make sure your possible future home has all the amenities you need, whether that's in-unit washer-dryer, air conditioning, dishwasher, balcony. For me, in my next place, in-unit washer-dryer is like hands down very, very high. So visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Okay, just a couple of things in the Kardashian recap. First of all, in last week's Kardashian episode, when we were doing the episode nine recap, we totally missed in the scene where it's Kim, Kendall, and Kylie in Kim's closet, Kim mentioning Pete. We just, I guess we're discussing so many other things that we glazed over that. So we just wanted to quickly come back to this because they're talking about, you know, everything going on with Kanye. And Kim says, and I definitely jumped into another relationship so fast. It got my mind away from like stuff. And that's not a way to run from things. It's better to deal and heal. Which again, it's nothing overly significant, although any Pete mention, and specifically any explanation of what was going through her mind when getting into the relationship with Pete always feels at least remotely significant. That's how I feel. Like It's nothing crazy that came out from her saying that, but I do feel like this is a relationship where even though we're so far past it and it's so far done, we're still really interested in all those little bits of pieces that went into not only what their relationship looked like, but also what the end of their relationship looked like. Because in the breakup and the reason for the breakup, yeah, of course, we've sat here and speculated endlessly, but we've gotten very little actual information from straight from the source as to what that looked like and why it you know, was the case. Yeah. I mean, it very much tracks though. You know, and she's saying she kind of jumped into this and it got her mind off of things. It's something we, we've spoken about constantly. And that I think one of the reasons that her and Pete got so close so quick, aside from it being so new and a breath of fresh air from what she had been going through, was like there was a lot of intimacy that was formed there given the shitstorm they were dealing with with Kanye. You know, who's to say how close they would have gotten in that time frame if it didn't feel as though they were like in this battle together? And I think for Kim, aside from what she's saying here and that it served as a distraction, I think there was a piece of her that liked almost having a partner in the battle, even though the counter argument to that is, well, her partnership with Pete only intensified Kanye's behavior because of how pissed he was at that going on in the first place. But I think there was something about the partnership that maybe made Kim feel a little bit protected. I don't know if I'm I'm articulating it as well as I am trying to. Yeah, I think she felt definitely protected and it made her feel less alone. I think the other argument there is also like, it was a battle that Pete never asked to be a part of and he kind of just got thrown into it. And so I think that maybe there's some guilt that she carries there for, you know, using, not using him, but having him there as her protector and her ally in this, but also having the knowledge of like, okay, but I have to go through this. Like I have, there's no other option for me. I don't get out of this. Like I married him. I had kids with him. I have to be on the receiving end of this. Pete doesn't. Like I kind of dragged him into that. And I think that that's part of the reason that she is also having that emotion of like, well, like I didn't deal with what was happening. I just jumped into this next thing. And now everybody kind of suffered. I also think for Kim though, it's like, I think the vibe of what she was saying was like, she was being a little bit hard on herself for jumping into something instead of dealing with the emotions that she had surrounding her divorce. Listen, I'm not Kim. I can't tell her how to feel about that. But I think that was at its surface, kind of a good thing. There was nothing that she could do about Kanye. You know what I mean? Like there was nothing that she could do to prevent what was happening. I think that it was very useful and helpful for her to have that distraction in the immediacy of the situation. And then by the time things had kind of cooled down a little bit, she had 
not emotionally recovered, but given herself enough time to block it out to when she could then, okay, deal with it now. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I know exactly what you mean. And I also think, at least this from my perspective, totally to what you're saying, but I also don't feel as though it was like she used Pete and then discarded him when he no longer served the role. Because I think even though it didn't end up working out, and I am sure he suffered some trauma as a result of everything that went on with Kanye at the time, I think that he would also say that he's very happy that that relationship happened and that he takes a lot of good from it. So I think just in the discussion, it's important to you know, not only be looking at it from Kim's side as though Pete was useful and then no longer useful once she was kind of through the mud. I think that they both served a purpose for one another. No, I don't think that's the case at all. What I think that it more likely is, is that I think that Kim was going through it. I think Kim met Pete and had this wonderful distraction. Like, I think that no matter how their relationship ended, that was exactly what she needed in the moment. But I think what Kim was then struggling with, because keeping in mind that this episode was not long after the Pete breakup happened and it, right when the Kanye, you know, anti-Semitism stuff was, was all going on and also when their divorce was final, I think that Kim in the aftermath of the relationship with Pete was left of this feeling of like, well, great, now I still have to deal with this. Like I put this off for a couple of months of having to deal with all of my emotions with Kanye. And now at the end of this, I still have to deal with it. I think that if she'd, you know, if you were to ask her now, maybe a year after everything had passed, it was like, well, I'm so grateful that I've had that distraction. I know I still had to deal with things in the aftermath, but like I was going to have to deal with them, whether it was so fresh or I had a little bit of time to digest and have my own fun for a second. And I'm so glad that I had that. Yeah, and I think that it also reminded her of this version of herself that she was excited to get in touch with. Like the version of Kim that was going to Rite Aid with Pete to pick up Dibs ice cream on like a random night was not a version of her that could have existed, let's say six months prior to that when she was in the heat of the Kanye stuff alone. You know, like she she needed that. It, it, it I don't want to say bridged the gap because again, I think that that implies that Pete was almost put in as like a, a placeholder and I do not, think that that is the case at all. But I definitely think that just a relationship that was so opposite from Kanye and infusing a little bit of that normalcy and that fun and that lightheartedness was necessary for her to get to where she is now. And for Pete, I maintain the fact that even if very intense at times, he would not trade that for the world. Because I think that's not an experience he ever thought he would be having. And just the magnitude of the whole thing was like strangely very off-brand for him while also being very on-brand. Like, I just think for both of them, what a cool time that they experienced together. And they are the only two people in the world that can understand exactly what that was like. Totally. And what a cool time for us. <laughs> yeah. They're bonded together forever, no matter what from that. And we, as lovers of pop culture, are all bonded by experiencing that together. Exactly. The other thing to mention, just Kardashian recap wise, is Kim in Miami at Messi's first Inter-Miami game. She, of course, brought Saint and one of his friends. As we know, Kim has really leaned into this soccer mom persona and like, she's just riding it. I'm sure you guys saw the, we'll put the link in the description in case you didn't, but she was being interviewed on the field and Saint's just like jumping on her. He's rubbing the player sweat on her and like, she is that is what we always say, like a, a different side of Kim comes out where she just doesn't have the ability to maybe not, not polish is the wrong word, but like she's a mom first. And it is so fun to watch those moments. Like she just has to lean into the silliness and she just has to lean into the fact that kids are going to be unpredictable and he's going to interrupt her in the middle of an interview. And it, it isn't as calm as she typically likes things. Like it's so fun to watch Kim navigate that because I think that she does it really gracefully. 
I was just obsessed with this content, all of it. I think, by the way, I decided after watching all of uh, every video and all of everything that came out from this, this is exactly how sports are meant to be consumed. Show me one final play. Let Kim (laughs) Kardashian be there. Let Victoria Beckham be there. Let me see Serena Williams react. Let St. West get the winning jersey. And then let's all go home. Like that is that is how God intended for sports to be consumed. I'm telling you. I don't know about God, but certainly how how I intended for sure. It's like our version of a highlight reel. That's our house of highlights. Exactly. Is there anything else that you would like to mention? I think that's it, kid. I think so too. Okay, guys. Well, we'll see you later this week for Bravo and for Kardashian's season finale recap. I cannot believe the time has already come, but we love you. And thanks for listening. Thanks for letting us do this. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada. For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile that helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide.